0: I wonder what's you in here. I
1: can't. I...
0: Come on.
1: I Come on. I can't go oh, grown man Kip.
0: <laughs> so listen to the hook. Come on, sing along. I will say this. Cognito. Like Negro, <laughs> I will I, I
2: will say this. The 80s. Before this is the before Auto Tune generation, uh, you had to be on point with your harmonies, right? And that's one yeah. of the things. Like a band like Extreme, I saw live clips of Extreme back in the day, and they are fucking on point live with harmonies. Like well, If Nuno
1: you know Bettencourt's a perfectionist dick; he's a cock.
2: Well, there's that, yeah, yeah. But everybody in that band can sing. Like, like at least harmonize. So I mean, it's like, oh shit, you know. Whereas nowadays, you know, most rock bands, if you hear harmonies, it's the lead singer harmonizing with himself. Looking at the band Fun, for example, that's all the lead singer doing all the harmonies himself. So when he's live, he has a backing track doing that, and it's just like, oh god. So I, I give I give respect respect to, and obviously, the musicianship. You know, even if you're not into guitar wankery, it was miles ahead of, you know, a lot of what came after it. Miles ahead. But, yeah, it's just kind of rough. I don't know. (laughs) 17? Really, dude? Really? Come on. Everyone has a kid in that video. Come on.
0: I do take requests here at the uh, ETC podcast. (laughs)
3: Oh,
0: God. Come on, you love it. I hate all of this shit, all of it. <laughs> Nothing redeeming about this at all. I have gigs and gigs of this. Remember the show that I did? The I hope uh, they all get erased. Remember the uh, the haircut that I used to do on the show? That's
1: it. you had the haircut.
0: Yeah. Ever since then, that was like 19 years ago, and ever since then, I hate a lot of this stuff. The stuff that I used to crank up it in it the studio and just be blast. Hated. Yeah, this is what I'm like. Uh, yeah, this isn't good.
3: Oh.
0: <laughs> Are you guys ready or would you like to uh, continue with us? I don't know, we we, we could turn off Winger anytime.
3: Escaping Also on the ChristopherMedia.net network and at ETC Pod on Twitter. My mom
1: says it won't last. Your mom's an alcoholic.
0: Escaping the Cave. And I'm getting really sick of guys named Todd. That's Todd. Todd so- Villa. It's Toddzilla X Pod. <laughs> Files, Another episode of the Escaping the Cave podcast. Over at the ChristopherMedia.net Network, also EscapingTheCave.com and don't bother with Twitter. Joined once again by Chris and by Rich. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello. Hello.
1: Hello. He... I appreciate not to bother with
0: Twitter. It makes you <laughs> chuckle. After yeah, that last, last episode, yeah. yeah. I think it's going to go away soon. Kind of like Kip Winger did. Ah. You know, i got to say this. I growing up, I had a buddy.
2: Slaughter and Pantera were in town at the same time. Oh, Jesus. And he, and he could go to either show and he chose Slaughter. Slaughter wow. was
0: huge, though, for a while. A couple wow. of years there.
1: If this is anywhere we, in between like 91 and 95. Just wow.
2: Vulgar Display had just come out. It oh was my like,
1: god. Come on, yeah. buddy. Come
2: on, guy. And, and we even ragged at him because we were like I think, I think Pantera was with Skid Row. So it's like, you could get oh, your hair whoa. fixed. Yeah, they toured with Skid Row. That's why Skid Row put out Slave to the Grind. Because wow. he toured with Pantera and they were like, yeah, we're kind of a pussy. We need to get harder. It's <laughs> so no bullshit. It's every decision this guy has ever
1: made from that point out. Oh, yeah. We, ne- we never let him hear the end of it. Oh. Yeah. You chose this, buddy. <laughs> You gotta lighten oh, things up. My own personal hell.
2: You know what? You know what though? You know why this music was so popular? We talked it's about got- rocking and fucking. Yeah, it's if exactly you're not right. Fucking, you're rocking. You're not rocking. You're fucking. But no, seriously, it's because the chicks dug it, and where the chicks go, the guys will follow.
0: Yeah, and the bands look like the chicks. So if you struck out with the chicks, you always had the guys on the stage.
2: Oh yeah, that Charlie. Or, or, yeah, Charlie Murphy on Chappelle's Show had that famous bit about hanging out with Prince, and he's like, "This is back in the." mid eighties where the guys who looked like a bitch got the most women. Yeah. So if you're sitting here acting hard and gangster now, you were looking like a half a fag back in the day with your curl curls that shirt. Because trust me, I know. <laughs> I'm firing them.
1: Motherfucker
2: Mickey Free is <laughs> not a woman.
0: I love this shit back in the day. I had this little crappy ass uh nineteen eighty four Cavalier, right? The seats wound up stained. I got to tell you, but I have a vision of me with like some bush beer in the back seat, flying down dirt roads down around Hiltucky. You know that place, Chris? And had this oh, yeah. blasting out of my fucking wall of shitty speakers in the back seat of that Cavalier. <laughs> Good memories. All right.
1: The sound system that had more value than the car that it was in. Oh yeah.
0: Well, no, no, no. It was bad. Like, I had, like, wires hanging out from uh, underneath the dashboard, and I was just getting the, you know, the cheap equalizers and these tape decks from, like, what was in Walmart at the time. But they were really cheap, and I had to keep replacing them. But I could do the work on the car myself. I didn't have to take it to ABC Warehouse or anything. If you're playing this music, you're is just committing suicide. Dude, I showed you that picture of me with a mullet, right, Rich? Ooh. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah. It's a fancy mullet. It's it's not as bad as I expected. Like, I I really expected it to be, like, the middle of your back. No, no. And the buzz cut on top.
0: If you you looked at the back of it, you could see, like, I had these little curls going on, right? I could stick my pencil in my curls of my mullet at school and carry a pencil around with me if I wanted to. That's why I didn't grow it any longer, because I thought those curls got me laid.
1: Is there a rat tail in your past? No, no, no. (laughs)
0: hell no we had a buddy that i played softball with that had one of those and uh
1: we all had a rat tail
0: friend yeah that thing got pulled a lot (laughs) anyway so welcome to hair talk (laughs) i'm doing this on purpose because you're gonna need this levity here in a few minutes i think What were we talking about when we uh, shut things down here a minute ago? This will be a fun transition from slaughter to propaganda politics and gun control. Oh, yes. Where
2: were we? Uh, we were talking about how the media was basically giving up on even bringing up the Dayton shooter and just focusing on. Uh, right. the El Paso guy. El Paso. Yeah, I almost said. I'm, I almost pulled a Trump again. It said Santa Fe. <laughs> Oh, Santa geez. Fe, where's that coming from? Oh. Santa Fe
1: into this?
0: Oh, jeez. <laughs> Santa Fe is like, what do we do? <laughs> yeah, there was this, no, there was a Santa Fe, uh, Santa Fe, Texas, wasn't it? A couple of years ago. Sounds right. So yeah, there was the um, sort of the suppressing then of the uh, the Dayton shooter being a liberal, uh, Elizabeth Warren supporter. I think I read that he would have supported Kamala Harris, but she was a cop. Yes, exactly. So he's got the entire. Sort of stereotypical uh, thing going on with him. He hates cops. He is a leftist, self-proclaimed leftist. It's not me calling him a leftist. He said so himself. And he supports Elizabeth Warren and loves Bernie.
2: I, I do find it funny when you watch the, because uh, we brought up you know videos of Antifa briefly in the last episode. I do find it funny when I run across those videos and like it's Antifa versus the MAGA people which is like at that point I'm just like can we just build a big thunderdome around them and let them let nature take its course but whatever the antifa people will you know antagonize and the maga people will antagonize and it's usually to be fair it's usually the one of the maga people who start the physical altercation and the minute it starts a couple of antifa people usually get their ass beat and the first thing they start doing is screaming for cops <laughs> and I'm like wait a minute you're protesting the cops because all cops are fascists and they're pigs and this and that. And you get your ass handed to you and now you're screaming for one. Did you, that coupled with, cause people go, how could you hate Antifa? What do you love fascists? And I'm like, no, I don't love fascists. But the problem is anyone who doesn't agree 100% with them, they, they label a fascist. And so in their mind, they're there, they have a right to do whatever they choose to do to them. Right. That's my problem with them. And the hypocrisy of, Fuck the police. We hate the police. The minute they get a fist in the face. I need the police. I need the police. I love going police. The police are coming. Yeah. And the best part is when they try to like, don't let them go anywhere. And sitting there going, what are you going to do? Look at these corn fed inbred hillbilly MAGA hat wearing motherfuckers. And you don't even know what gender you are in
0: your (laughs) skinny jeans. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? If they want to leave, they're walking the fuck away. Well, you saw the video, I assume, uh, of uh, Andy Ngo out there in uh, Portland at the Antifa rally, the guy, the, the, the right-wing guy. I think he's an editor for Quillette. This is the thing that pushed me away from Quillette and uh, the IDW completely, by the way. Uh, but he went out there. This was his second attempt to go get his ass beat on video at an Antifa rally and succeeded. And then decided that he was going to exploit that and send people to his Patreon account. Look what I'm doing. I'm doing independent journalism. And I'm getting up. you need to support me. I had my camera gear broken. Pay for it, please. You saw that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I ranted enough on that on my own show. But these guys, there was a collection of Proud Boys around there at that point in time. They were doing sort of a counter-protest to the Antifa protest. And I was just hoping to God, I, I in fact, I still hope to God, that at one of these rallies, at one of these events, these rednecks over here and these whatever the fuck you want to call these things over here collide. I want to see that. Am I at that point? Let's just fight. Let's just have it the fuck out. Let's just get this shit over with.
1: Well, did we kind of have it a, a couple of years ago with the with the, the the dumpster fight at Berkeley, the Battle of <laughs> Berkeley? Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. I the I just battle. I keep thinking to myself yeah. these these Antifa nut jobs. I don't think it's going to go how they think it's going to go. The side you're rallying against has all the guns, and, so there's that. And they're not pacifists. No, at all. A lot of these rednecks uh, like to fight. Ah, uh, these are generally the people in the "Don't Tread on Me" T-shirts. <laughs> yeah, I know. I told this. Uh, I told it on the podcast last year. And I don't, I'm not talking out of school here. I'll just give a quick, real quick recap of it, uh, encapsulation of it. But I went down to uh, Peru a couple of years ago, last, uh, two years ago. And my buddy Chris, he had that hostel up there in the Andes, right? Had a land dispute. He was holding some classes for some sustainability people from Portland State, I think it was. And all of a sudden, this group of people shows up. Middle of the night, Chris wakes up with a gun in his face. These local Peruvian people decided they were going to come up there and relieve the guests of all sorts of uh, belongings, money, computers, cell phones, all this stuff, and wound up locking them in this fucking little building. One of the chicks that was there started screaming. They started kicking her in the ribs, broke one or two of her ribs, fed their dog, poisoned chicken, killed the dog, and then left. And the reason I'm I'm talking about this and the reason I'm recounting the story is because he had, he's in a foreign country. He's a gringo on contested land and has no way to defend himself. And I came up with the analogy a few years back after this happened of lambs to the wolves. Like, oh, hi, I'm a lamb. Hi, Mr. Wolf. Arr! That is how I see this, this, this conflict of societies going. That if push comes to shove, if this gets out of the political realm and out of the realm of rhetoric and back and forth, you know, verbal jousting, then as soon as it comes to that, you're going to be fucking devoured. You don't know what you're fucking with. They're not going to want your hugs. They're going to want to kick you in the face. And yet you keep doing it. You keep poking the Cracker Bear a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more, making yourself so hated.
2: Deplorable. Well, that's what I'm starting to hear more and more of on the, from the the lunatic fringe on the left that flies under the radar for the most part is they're becoming more and more militant themselves and they're starting to take it a lot more seriously and they're starting to look at violence outside of throwing bottles and you know putting ma's in in socks and throwing them at people and shit they're like you know yeah, maybe on, we should arm ourselves
0: beating on 60 year old men at their marches in portland
2: you know <laughs> yeah you know it's it's gone beyond blocking streets and You know, hanging up pictures of Trump getting his throat slit in Portland and, you know, saying freedom of speech, which, yeah, I guess, yeah, you have a right to hang that.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: You're not calling for Trump to get his throat cut. You're just showing a piece of art that depicts it. But let's be honest, if someone did the same thing with Obama, you would rip that down and do your best to destroy that person's entire life.
0: And to be fair, they did do that to Obama. They had him in effigy all the way through his presidency. There are multiple examples of them showing Shit like that. And you lost your oh, shit the when baggers? they did it. Yeah. And oh, the, oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. the hippies lost their fucking shit when they did it. But now, it's okay if we do it, or is it that you're letting the teabaggers from the Obama administration, the Obama era, establish the acceptable bounds of behavior? Which is it? It's the pie-in-the-face routine. It stops being <laughs> funny
2: when it starts being you. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, seriously, because... I remember very clearly when Bush was appointed by the Supreme Court in 2000 to the White House, the left going, not my president, not my president, and the right going, whether you like it or not, he is. And when, when they would criticize him, they would people from the right would attack the left because how dare you attack our, our president, especially after 9-11 in right. a time of national crisis. And then when Obama was elected, well, it was real simple. Any criticism of him coming from the right was just labeled as racism. Right. And and not my president. I'm like, yes, he is, whether you like it or not. And now we're back with Trump. And it just seems like we went from Bush to Obama to Trump. The stakes keep getting raised. So uh, I'm wondering what – I don't want to get too deep into it because it is a couple weeks ago. But the the, the debates that were here in Detroit, there was a lot of – the candidates distancing themselves from Obama – Trying to get to the top of the woke totem pole. Right. You know, I'm more Wolf woke Island. than next.
1: Yes, it's a yes. Reality show. Don, <laughs> few weeks. That's
2: great, by the and way. And again uh, in
1: September. I love that.
2: that. That is just a petri dish of a breeding ground for the last version of Trump, which you've been predicting since Trump, what, announced his candidacy? What's that? Because that's that you have been predicting the less version of Trump coming oh, to yeah. announce
0: candidacy. Thank you for reminding because me.
2: Because that's that is that is a breeding ground for that. Because it now is. it's it's I mean, let's be honest. Democrats are playing the long game. Okay? When I hear stuff like open borders, free health care for people, even if they're not citizens, even if they're not here legally, et cetera, et cetera, free this, free that. First of all, nothing's free. Nothing's more expensive than free. Someone's always paying for it. Um but when I, when I started hearing that shit, I'm like, wow, you were really pandering to the generation of people of color. You're trying to solidify your base for the future. Whether people want to admit it or not, politics is, it's a game. And not a game that is a, like, you know, a fun game. It's not baseball, it's not football, not hockey. It's a game of making moves and putting into motion stuff today that won't come to fruition yes. 10, 15 years down the line. Yes, planning 15 moves ahead. And I'm convinced that Trump's going to get reelected. I'm I'm pretty sure unless they dig up some crap on Biden that, that no one has ever even sniffed yet, that he's going to get the nomination. Trump's going to destroy him. The left is going to tear itself apart, picking on Biden because he's too centrist. They're going to say he's the male version of Hillary. You're going to have 2016 all over again. People looking for their their Goldilocks, stuff. this porridge is too warm, this porridge is too cold, I want my perfect porridge. They want perfection. They want their their Christ figure that can has never done and will do no wrong as their candidate, and that person doesn't exist. So the left will splinter, the right will all vote for Trump, and it will end up with four more years. But now after those four years, I shudder to think of what we're going to be looking at. Coming President from the AOC.
0: From I don't know if I mentioned it in the last show. I think, I, you know, I may have cut it because I the last episode we had uh, you and I the three of us had made arrangements to do the show tonight and I sat down to record it in the state of a uh, wound up ball of anxiety the other day just had to vent <laughs> so I recorded a half hour of an open and then cut it <laughs> because I knew you guys were coming in but I think I put in this one uh, the part that was cut that I think I said back in 2014 2013 or 2014 I think it might have been on the other podcast that at that point in time now this is before Trump and the right was sort of splintered a little bit. You had these, these uh, white nationalist groups who were all sort of like not kind of competing with each other, right? And then you had the Tea Party. Then you had sort of the, the more establishment folks like Mitt Romney and whoever else, McCain at that time. And I said it publicly to whoever would listen that all they need is a demagogue. All they need is a leader to bring this shit together. And when they do, that's the point that they become dangerous. That's exactly the landscape we have on the left right now. It's exactly, it's the same fucking thing. What they need is they need something to slither forth from demagogue swamp that they can rally behind. The leader they can rally behind to bring it all together. And then what the fuck do you got? We got dueling demagogues. What the fuck is going to come out of that? And what's more, which one of these, which one of these are more dangerous? You want to, you want to fuck with the dragon or the kraken?
2: It does remind me of the poem, the second coming. What rough beast it's hour come round at last slouches towards Bethlehem to be born. Like I'm afraid of what's going to come out the left, but you know what I'm afraid of even more? what's going to come out of the right response to what came out the left. But it's, it, it's just going to keep getting worse and worse.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then whatever comes out of the left in response to that. Uh, hopefully I'll be dead by then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> uh, I don't know. this. I, I don't the, take that good care of myself. So. Uh, yeah, well, we folks who do will have to endure this. Thanks, Bucker. Coward. Sorry. <laughs> 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 Tip one back and open a
2: pack of cigarettes. The fuck you want me to say? Uh, I can... Have unprotected sex with hookers. I don't know. Live <laughs> a
0: little, back, little. This this all goes back to the stuff we talked about in the last show. That, that this this shit that we're feeding ourselves online, that's the fuel here, man. That is the fuel to all of this. Is this access to free reign information? Inf- information of choice, perspective of choice. What I want to believe. This is the fuel, social media. However, you want to look at it, the internet in general, perhaps, is the lighter that you're giving to a three-year-old child in a fireworks factory. Cool. Well, there's there's also this complete lack of want
2: to understand history. By and I'm sorry, get off my lawn. It's just I see it every day. Yes, it's anecdotal evidence. All right, but I don't just see it in my personal life. I see it in society, I see it in pop culture, there's a complete want to understand history. And it's just setting us up for just nothing good coming down the fucking pike. And I mean, you you talk to people and you go, you know, you understand it. this shit isn't going to end well if you keep going down this road. If you keep buying into this divisive bullshit and you keep pushing the mainstream out further and further to the lunatic fringes, Eventually, the lunatics are going to be the people in power. And what do you think is going to happen then? Everyone has these fantasies that somehow that their side's going to win. And they're going to be holding up the new flag of America built in
0: the, the image that they have. What are you doing with the other half of the country? I've never got an answer to this. Fine, you can hoist your rainbow flag or whatever. What are you doing with the, the people in the other half of the country then? Are you going to kill them? How do you deal with them? Are they just going to magically see the light? No. How are you going to deal with that? Please, play devil's advocate, boys. Answer that question for me. I've actually heard a few of the more militant
2: people in my life say, what's wrong with killing them? And I'm like, are you going to do it? Well, no, not me, but somebody. Oh, well, how Caucasian are you to have someone else do your dirty work for you?
0: How
1: do
2: you I mean they're dead serious?
0: Put put they, they feel that. Okay. put your devil's advocate hat on. You are in the resistance. Let's say you're in the resistance rich and Chris, you're you're a former Trump bot. you're in the I'm just kidding, but you're you're on the side of the conservatives, the fascists. How do you each propose on the day of your glorious victory, you deal with the other? We'll
2: just do what we did after the Civil War because that worked so well. What burn charm? There's no animosity. (laughs) (laughs) There's no animosity from the South towards the North still. That's absolute sarcasm. If you've ever been in the South, you know that. (laughs) I I got it. (laughs) Not you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They still call it the War of Northern Aggression. I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Help me out here. Just just try to speculate. I'm asking a lot of safe
2: spaces and some puppies. The problem is, if I'm in the resistance and he's firmly entrenched in the conservative resistance, whatever, we're not going to be interested in, in meeting anywhere in the middle because the middle isn't good enough. No one wants to compromise. It has to be all out, unconditional surrender on one, per, on one group's part to the other.
1: Yeah, I mean, if it's we're, just not going to happen, period. If we're being wired like the average person nowadays, fuck them,
0: who cares? We won. That isn't going to be good enough. At some point, I mean, there's going to be a practical end to this at some point. Even if it ends, even even best-case scenario for one side or the other, it ends in total victory. There is going to be a practical need for a solution to this.
2: Then that's above my pay grade. I don't see it. Well, I, I don't say that lightly either.
1: People have to be willing, to. You have to want a compromise for
0: one to happen. What do you do with the half of the country that doesn't want to do that?
1: That but has gone to in war life. with you. Therein lies the rub. I don't know. If one side wants to work and the other side doesn't, then it doesn't matter what either side wants. You have, you have, you have what is it, two opposite ends of a magnet? You're two,
2: yeah. two sides repelling each other. Right. I guess the only hope is that the exhausted majority in the middle, before it got to the point where the lunatic fringe, either side looked like victory was eminent was for them, would stand up and go, no, we're not letting this happen.
0: Yeah, that's right. Fuck it, we're all moving to Canada. Where's the indication that's going to happen? They got plenty of land. I didn't hear what you said, Todd. What's the? Where is the? Give me one indication, and I'm not saying this sarcastically. I'm looking for one indication that that's going to happen. Is it Biden? Is it the fact that he's leading right now? No, I I
2: put no hope in any politician I've seen so far that it's going to step in and. But this is going to be, role.
0: This is going to have to be a political solution though. You can say that, but it has to be a political solution. That's what but, politics is.
2: But when I say that, I'm just saying ultimately, yet to see the politician. It doesn't mean they're not out there. I just might not know who the fuck they are. They might not have spoke
0: up and made their move yet. So we need a centrist you know? demagogue. <laughs> I'm not I'm not well, saying that I to mean, be a smartass. That's kind of I, I that's no, kind of I, it. <laughs> we have proven time and
2: time again, You can they label the pussy You could say from Reagan on, but I mean, you can go back to kings and queens. I mean, we love, as a species, we love our cults of personality. We love them. And I mean, yeah, of course, people on the right, if someone from the center came out and was like, look, enough of this horse shit on the the fringes of society. You guys are outliers. You're just very vocal. We're tired of it. And that person manages to get a, a decent amount of people to follow him or her. You know the people on the right are going to go. He's the anti, or she's the antichrist. This was predicted in the Book of Revelation. Blah, 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 blah. And the people on the left are going to go. Well, you're just a fucking no spine, yellow streak, pussy ass centrist. You're, We're not going to listen to you anyways. You're right, adjacent. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. You're just a little less conservative. You're not even liberal. There's no such thing as liberals in America. I hear that all the time, and I'm like, well, then who the fuck are you going to vote for? Who you going to vote for? Who do you support? Anybody? Because you won't vote for anyone in, from the center, and everyone in the Democratic Party is in the center to you. I mean, I'm starting to hear rumblings that, like, AOC, the rest of the squad, Bernie, are too conservative.
0: Too what? much for to the center. Oh, yeah. Where have you heard that? Oh, yeah. Where are you seeing that? I, I need to know where you're loitering. These are Oh, no, 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 no. These aren't people on,
2: I don't. Dip my toe that deep into the fucking cesspool online. These are people I actually talk to, and I I'm not going to put them on blast. No, that's fine. That's fine. To be honest with you, it was it was. These are conversations that we had in good faith. It's fine. You know, I, I mean, I'll tell you, I'll tell you off the air, and you're going to go a handful of them. You're going to go. I've heard that name. I've heard that name. I've heard that name. <laughs> At least you've heard me talk about them. You're going to go. Okay, now this is making sense. I get right. it. Huh. But. I uh, the scary part isn't that you're asking the question. The scary part is that I don't see any clear answer. That isn't just a band aid on a fucking compound fracture because it's eventually we love to, to it, it seems like in my lifetime, go Republican, Democrat, Republican, Democrat, Republican, Democrat, back and forth. You know, the only Republicans that were elected back to back was daddy Bush and, and Reagan. That's it. We love to, you know, swing back and forth, swing back and forth. I mean, it, Obama is as far away from Bush as you could have gotten, and Trump is as far away from Obama as you could have gotten. And I know that everyone's wanting to paint Obama as this, like, you know, horrible right-adjacent centrist and all this shit, but, <laughs> yeah, the man wasn't a progressive in the sense that it what's considered progressive now, but at the time, yeah. Yeah. And compared to McCain and and and, and uh, uh, brain fart, you you know- Bush, Yes, she was. <laughs> yeah, her. Uh, can see my
1: house from here? Or, yeah. no, I can
2: see, no, she can see Russia, Russia, from she her back, porch. Her
0: Russia from my back porch. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, Tina. Was, you're talking about Tina pre- Fey.
0: Yes, exactly. That's. It. <laughs> we have a new rule on the Escaping the Cave podcast. Her name shall not be spoken. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Lisa Ann
2: played her in the porno version that Hustler put out.
1: Nayland Palin
2: yeah yeah, I think it was, yeah, so you, if, you if said
1: it, Chris. I just said half of it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't
1: say your first name.
2: but no, compared to those two, yeah, he was progressive, especially her, yeah. compared to her. So, but once again, here we are, what? Nine years later, and the left is doing what the left always likes to do in these situations, it's not burn and remove the books, it's rewrite the history books and rewrite history because, well, that's more convenient because then we can frame it the way we want and shove this bullshit down people's throats. Rewrite the narrative. Yeah. And, you know, and so now Obama is this, you know, damn near Reaganite. But none of them were saying that in 2008. None of them were saying that in 2012. They were running on Obama
0: in 16.
2: Yeah, exactly. None of them were saying it in 16.
0: So. My lack of ability. To even conceive. I mean, I, I get frustrated when people don't answer that question. But in my head, being the creative <laughs> writer of sometimes fan fiction that I can be, I can't even conceive of an answer. To what you do with the other half of the country when you win. I, I know where this is going to go. If it does turn out that way and it turns into a completely black and white binary culture war where we've got fascists over here and we've got the communist light party over here and they indeed do have a holy war for the soul of America and one of them wins. I know how that has to end. It has to end in some sort of, I hate to use the word because it sounds pretentious, but it is the definition of tyranny. You've got to, you're not under the thumb of tyranny if you're on the ruling party's side. The die hard Nazis weren't being oppressed under a tyrannical state. It was the people who were not Nazis or the targets of Nazis who were the persecuted ones. You know, the loyalists here in the the colonies back in the day when they were belching about tyranny didn't feel tyranny because they were loyalists. They supported the king and parliament. They weren't. Being oppressed and tyrannized, There's people that disagreed with them that were being suppressed, oppressed, and tyrannized. So, what do you do? I mean, how do you avoid that here? And how do, how is that going to fucking look? Half of the country, three hundred twenty million people, whatever it is, half of e- evenly divided. You if even if you win, how is that going to look?
2: I mean, there's the completely, I don't know if nihilistic answer, but I'll go with that until a better terms come up with to that, which is whatever side wins will just drag the opposing side into the streets and blow their heads off in front of everybody as an example of see what happens. You got something to say? Praise the beautiful leader. That's what we thought. Now shut up and
0: go about your life. I don't, it won't look like that. It'll, with the technology we've got, Denunciation, metaphorically may not happen literally You're like right. that. Yeah. This idea of being canceled in, in your fucking personal life, something, some, some weird rendition of McCarthyism except applied to everybody has to be right. That's the best case scenario, right? Not it appears to be. Yeah. If I'm missing something, you guys have a, like a more optimistic or happier take on this. I'd love to hear it, but I, I can't find one. I wish I did. See, here's the problem. When I look,
2: the people I know who are hardcore to the right and hardcore to the left want complete destruction and to subjugate the other side. They want that. They love it. They get hard thinking about it. And if those are the two sides that decide our fate, either way, you're fucked. Everybody,
0: yeah. Everybody's going to end up losing unless you're in the party. Yeah. Unless God's on your side. Absolutely. Or no, I'm sorry, unless you're on God's side. I think that's a better way to phrase it.
2: (sighs) It's just, there's no happy ending. There is no, and they lived happily ever after. You know, I've asked some people from both sides who are very hardcore, who are very much like, yeah this is a new term that I've, I've learned in the last couple weeks apparently online uh, it's called the boogaloo which is like the, the war between the far right and the far left let's get the boogaloo on mm. type shit and it's like okay so if you get your boogaloo what are you going to do you're going to go out and just start indiscriminately killing people who don't agree with you how is that not everything against everything you hold dear supposedly, as an American. Oh,
0: well, it's not about being an American, no.
2: though. But about they'll
0: wrap themselves in, in the flag when it suits them to. I can wipe my ass with the flag and call it Charmin. It doesn't mean it's toilet paper.
2: <laughs> Sticking feathers up your ass doesn't make you a chicken. Exactly. Yes, I, I, I got you, yeah. Like I said, there's no happy I ending mean I can come up with. And I, I feel like I'm letting you down by not fucking coming up with one. Not at all. But at the same time, it's I, like I asked that I, I question. I guess I could blow smoke up everybody's ass.
0: Oh, no, you won't do that here. Uh, no, the reason I asked that, I was hoping against hope that maybe you had another perspective, but I asked that question to illustrate that there probably isn't any other alternative to this among sensible people who are not blowing smoke, glitter, and rainbows up your butthole, who aren't giving you the party line, aren't, aren't giving you some. Sausage Party, hope. Well,
2: it, it reminds me a lot of the hypothetical situations after we have any type of mass shooting in this country that come up from the people who want to outright ban all private citizens from owning any type of firearms. And they're like, let's just go house to house and collect them. And I'm like, you really <laughs> think it's going to go that well? And it, this yeah. is what they say. What, what are you going to do against the government? I don't know. Why don't you ask the North Vietnamese and the Afghanistans what they've done against our fucking military? Ask Tim McVeigh. They've managed to, yeah, they've managed to hold them. Afghanistan's going on nineteen years. <laughs> Vietnam, yeah, we hey, we ran with our tail between our legs. What are you going to do against? Okay,
0: it's not the government. It's not some abstract concept. It's not like a big dragon comes down with a G Letterman's jacket on that's going to be going to take these guns. It's going to be people. It's going to be either you. Or your son, or maybe your trans daughter, or somebody else's kid—that's going to have to go to my buddy's house down there in Hiltucky and try to take his arsenal away from him. That's encoded in the U.S. Constitution. I've said I- this before. That's going to make—that's going to—we're going to have hundreds, if not thousands, of examples of Fallujah all over the country as soon as that starts to happen. Because they're not going to give them up. Oh. Oh, yeah. Once,
2: especially once you get out of the densely populated areas into the areas of the country where they know them, you know, they're surrounded in rural areas by woods and shit. And they know them woods like the back of their hands and you're walking in blind.
0: Make no mistake. They're organized down there, too. A lot of these a lot of these people down there are, are have organized. Oh,
2: yeah. I, believe me, I have family down there. I've. I tell you guys, I don't have much to do with their family, but I'm like, oh, you fuckers, oh boy! Let me t- <laughs> you don't show up unannounced, for that way.
0: I don't know if I told you guys this. I, it seems like I no, I haven't because we've only done a couple of these. But I we had a, a big 14 room farmhouse out there, and it's gone now. It's been scraped. It fell apart. Blah blah blah. But while it was still standing and still abandoned, there was also this uh, 19th century barn on the property, right? Uh, Hidden behind a whole shitload of weed, like really high weeds, overgrowth of like 15 years. Barely could see it from the road. And somebody had approached my mother about stashing their weaponry there. They wanted to hide their weaponry, their militia's weaponry there. They were militia people who were worried and concerned This isn't an abstract idea. This is somebody who came to my mother specifically to ask her about doing that. You got to be drunk on something to think that that's just an isolated incident. That's just, oh, it's just a one-off, just some rednecks down there. They're not real. You're fucking crazy. If you think that they're not smart enough to keep their fucking mouths shut while they're doing this, just because you don't know about them, just because they're not talking to you, particularly, Moonbeam, doesn't mean it's not how ha- These people aren't stupid. And What do you Absolutely. think? How is that gonna go?
2: You- well, not only that, but I've I've known people who have pulled out of you know weapon safes, fully automatic weapons, fully automatic, fully. You hold the trigger and it shoots until you release the trigger or the mag's empty.
0: Those are illegal though. Can't have yeah, first.
2: as of 1986, <laughs> and these people were in single digits in '86 who now own these. So I know they didn't get them through legal means. Okay, and that's that's about the time I'm like, oh boy, and I'm like, all right, well, it's good being, it's good, it's good to have been your friend.
0: Yeah. I will see
2: you later. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you're playing, you're playing for keeps. Don't send and- me a
0: postcard. Don't write me a letter. Take my email out of your computer. We're good. Take care. Yeah. 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 I'm I'm, I'm good on that.
1: I don't want to get any visits or calls from FBI agents in the future. Right.
2: Yeah, exactly. And that's, like I said, that's not a remote fucking experience and that's not something that happened once or twice. That's something I've seen multiple times because if they think you're on their side, Oh boy, do they, that's, that's one thing I will say. I, I kind of scratch my head at the the Amosexuals. I'm like, you just met me you, you just because uh, you asked me do I support second amendment I say yes why are you whipping out your entire arsenal of illegal weapons to show me I could have been lying right like
0: are I, you serious
1: i could be an fbi agent well, FBI, fbi agents support
2: the second <laughs> amendment could be that they're let's trying to here.
0: suss out informers, too
2: let's, let's be <laughs> honest here it, it's kind of like the scene in blow when Derek Friel goes, are you guys cops? And he points to Big Tune and He goes, does he look like a cop to you? <laughs> <It's kind> of, <laughs> do I look like an FBI agent to anybody? No. <laughs> fair, fair, fair point, yeah. <laughs> hey, by, hey, by the
1: way, I, I had to look this up because the whole Boogaloo thing, mm. you, know, you know where it came from? Breaking two? Yeah, there is a term going around online,
0: Civil War Part Two, electric boogaloo. And that's where it fucking came from. Civil War Part Two, Electric Boogaloo. I've heard of that. What is that?
1: Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo, but that's the term that people are throwing around online for the Wait, brewing culture war. What the fuck? Civil Breaking
0: War Part Ele- Two. Is that like a music thing that you hit people on? A movie? I don't.
2: It's a movie from the eighties about breakdancing. Well, that's that's why I am not see.
0: What the fuck are you referencing that for on this? Show? Jesus Christ!
2: Because man. that's what that's what they're calling it online. I guess. I mean, obviously now if it's. When you, <laughs> that
0: one's for <pretty> you fuckers. <laughs> Jesus Christ. When you,
2: when you looked that up, Chris, where did you find it, the, the definition?
1: Uh, Urban Dictionary. Okay. Kind of, also found, I've also found several other things. Other uh, some Reddit threads. There's a Reddit thread titled The Civil War II Electric
2: Boogaloo. So, in other words, if they're using it as a code word, it's a shitty code word at this point. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, that's about... In the age of the internet, you can't hide anything once you put it on there. It's forever, folks. (sighs) But I mean, but do you see what I'm saying? Like that's, I'm sure there's people that use it ironically and say it as a joke, but there's people that are dead serious about that shit. They are like waiting for it to pop off. And I'm just going, I, mm. and don't get me wrong. Look, one of the conversations we've had from time to time is, you know, I get this a lot Uh, on the other podcast, and I get this from some certain friends, you know, why do you always pick on the left, but you seem to leave the right alone? It's like, first of all, I don't leave the right alone. I just don't expect anything from the right. The right is the right. They use progressive as a pejorative term. Progressive shouldn't be a pejorative term, but it also shouldn't be attached to batshit crazy ideas that deny facts, reality, and science. That's my problem. I grew up, we all grew up when the right was... The ones, ban this, you can't say this, you can't watch this movie, you can't listen to this music. Now the left is doing it, and they think that they're just as righteous as, as the right was. And maybe it's because we're the generation that remembers the right doing it, and we actually, I don't know, pick up a history book every once in a while. We're like, no, fuck that. Just because it's coming from the left doesn't make it right. Yeah, it's still wrong. <laughs>
1: just because just the side changed who's saying it, it's still wrong. And Rich, trust me, I get it, I, I get it too with my wife. And I have the same mentality, like the right's the right man. They've already proven they're crazy. You know, as soon as they bring out the Bible, I'm done. I'm out.
2: Well, on top of that, I mean, this isn't anything new. This was, the seeds of this were planted in the late 80s. The PMRC was Tipper Gore. That's Al Gore's wife. All right. I mean, Mr. Mr. You know, the world's going to end by 2011 himself. Mm -hmm. There's no way you could call him a conservative. But yet. When those seeds were planted, you had musicians, filmmakers, artists of all fucking ilks coming out and going, we really got to be militant about this and be on guard for this. To the point where Public Enemy had a song said, watch the hand when it's coming from the left. Because they were warning people, this shit isn't isn't exclusive to one side or the other. Whoever gets into power is going to try to silence and oppress the people they don't agree with. And any... Attempt to silence and oppress people is bullshit. Any attempt to erase people, cancel people, whatever, rewrite history to fit your narrative is bullshit. I venture to say, Public Enemy probably not the most conservative group ever. That
1: family groups who lives to the fight the power right now. I don't have that one. Sorry.
2: It, you know, but it's it's.
1: Oh, but you got the white music from
2: 1989. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, but <laughs> well, we are in Michigan. Michigan breeds this special type of mitter. <laughs> mitter is people not around here. It's Michigan redneck. They will drive around in a pickup truck with a Rebel flag decal that takes up their entire back window with a system bumping public enemy. Yeah. Yeah, they will. All of those things go together, right? <laughs> we
0: we have weird breeds of people here, man. Strange they, breeds. They go together
2: like toothpaste and orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah.
0: It's not chocolate and peanut butter. Billy Holiday wrote. We <sighs> uh, wrote uh, "Strange Fruit," right? Our state song should be "Strange Breed." We're weird. <laughs> we had a group in high
2: school that we used to call "Confused Wiggers" because they, they would they would they would they would dress like in in like the hunting outfits. They'd wear hunting camo and stuff, but they listened to nothing but like the hardest core gangster rap. I've seen and have oh. They all hated black people. <laughs> <laughs> And they would use black slang, but they wouldn't they wouldn't go so far as to affect the black the black scent, like the true wiggers would. So it was like, you guys are just confused Wiggers. You don't know what you are. Like what the fuck? You just want to rebel, yet you still want to go hunting and fuck your sister. What the fuck? I'm gonna kick your like, ass.
0: Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, they sounded like butters. Yeah, you know what I am saying? Yes, I know what you are saying.
2: Don't no need to keep asking. <laughs> Uh, yeah, those those are the types you might have found back in the day. If they took their shirt off, they had Wixom tattooed across their stomach <laughs> in Old English. And I, no, I'm not joking. I can actually give you a real name <laughs> of <or> a person. Somebody <laughs> tattooed themselves with Wixom? In Old English uh, across their stomach, Tupac style.
1: You
0: now, the guys I went to high
1: school with, it would have said Warren.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You're tagging yourself with Wixom. It's white boys rolling hard in Wixom. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It, and here we are looking for <laughs> nuggets of hope. Oh, boy.
2: Well, the hope is they wouldn't breed, but most of them started breeding before they got out of middle school. So Way early, probably. yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like by the time they're in ninth grade, you could go past a playground, throw a rock, and hit one of their kids. I mean, it was fucking horrible, dude. No, <laughs> no sausage Party hope here today. We're, we're just the ray of, of sunshine and light.
0: I'm looking, man. <laughs> I am. I'm trying. I'm trying real hard. I'm trying real hard, Ringo.
1: We're forming a troop that could go around to your children's parties. <laughs> oh God, clowns that we're all black. Wait, no, can't no, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say
2: we uh, I, I, might get sued by ICP. Wait a minute, black oh. on your face. Oh, oh, see, I didn't think about that. <sighs> it's my white privilege talking. Well, real quick, let's let's. If you're up for it, I, I really want to. I need taking, I need a ray of
0: sunshine. Can we just take like a? Can we have a safe space safe space moment? Well,
2: I mean, it, it might be funny, but I don't know if it'd be intentional comedy. All right. I was because we had brought up the whole reparations thing, and I'm just wondering how does how does that work in anybody's mind? How do we how do we figure out who gets what?
0: Well, you know, are you, you white? Here's you uh, get nothing. No, I was thinking about this earlier. What's uh, Barack Obama's cut going to be? yeah is he just even he's nothing no oh, no he's got to get his he's entitled you too can get a cash award yeah I mean he's yeah he's been wrong Does he get less because no. Of, the white half? no of course not probably gets more he rose up through his oppression his reparations are half
1: million dollars salary till he dies got that going for him seriously he though constant secret service
0: protection and Sam- full benefits for life Samuel L. Jackson is he going to get some my reparations, motherfucker. How does that work? Based on income. Bill Cosby's. I, I assume he's getting his reparations now every night. Whoever's working with him. No, you're, you're right though. How does that work? How do you how do you divvy that up? Well, I mean, to be serious, you know,
2: someone was like, "Well, the government will have to pay," and I'm like, "Well, the government gets all its money from the people, so the people are paying. So that means right. that everybody who paid taxes, including black people, are basically getting what their money back." That is, how is that
1: reparation? And does everyone get 23 and mead? Is that what we got to do here? We got to do Ancestry.com?
0: What if you're half and black, half white? white? What if you're half black, half white? Do you get a half cut or do you have to pay yourself? And maybe cancel it <laughs> out? you get nothing? That's the same. You do just day, even. Sir. How does yeah. that work? <laughs> it's so stupid. It's some of the stupidest shit I've ever heard. I've heard a few legit things put out there. Slightly
2: legit. Like, you know... If you can draw your lineage back to, you know, you were he- your family was here and were slaves. That's the thing? you get you, like the get, you get, yeah, but I mean, you know, but it, would, it would turn into that. But it would be like you get a, uh, like you don't pay federal income tax for how many ever years your family was in slavery. So, you know, it's like you get a reprieve or something. And I'm like, okay, but. Wait a minute. Wait, wait. This is how the government builds the database with
1: everyone's DNA in it. Because then they go, oh, everyone's got to do 23andMe. They do the government-sponsored DNA kit, and there's your database.
0: And a lot of these folks who were slaves are undocumented. They didn't have, like, a paper trail back then. They were yanked up and sailed over and dropped off, sold.
1: And, and How do you, ta- how do you yeah, trace that? If you're that? black, it's all tracing back to Africa.
0: It We all trace back to Africa at some point. I can show you mine. I've had my 23andMe in Ancestry.com shit. I know where I came from. What about I am an African American? By God, if I go back far enough, I would the like my Kenyan? reparations. Yeah, we're all Kenyan, I think. I don't know where it's from. If
2: we're going to go after the people who actually profited from slavery, then at some point we have to go back to the different tribes in Africa. Are you fucking We conquer well, other tribes. You've got to sell people.
0: You have to, to col- the slave trade. You have to collect. You have to collect from the Arabs because the Arab slave trade was, I think, if I'm remembering hey, my honest, history. No. <laughs> yeah, you're you're more responsible than I am. You actually rounded them up, Chris. Way to go.
1: <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa. Ah,
0: uh-huh.
1: Back this train up.
0: <laughs> Choo-choo.
1: <laughs> no, that's that's absolutely right. I feel like right. Ben Affleck found out he's related to slave owners.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's absolutely right. So you've got to you've got to go after all the Arabs and then you've got to go after also. I think I mentioned this in the, the pod we did last last month. Then you got to go after, you got to send a bill to England. As a matter of fact, if you really want to get to the core of this, England should be paying reparations. It was their fucking policy. Yeah. This was a colony when sl- the slave yeah. trade began. England's fault. It is. They did it. I'm not even kidding. We were an English colony. King George, looking at you. We didn't become a country till 1776. When did the slave <laughs> trade start? Huh. Why? Fuck you, Britain. I actually... You oppressors, had, you racists. I actually heard a black comedian yeah, I can, Johnson, start writing a check. That's goddamn right. I can't,
2: I can't remember the comedian's name, but he was like, you know, basically he was on stage. He said, We got to stop this reparation shit. He's like, Because if we start digging into history, here's the reality of the situation, black folks. It's not like a bunch of white people from England and Spain, you know, sailed to Africa, got off the boat, and just started running through the woods collecting black people because if you ever seen the continent of Africa a lot of shit there will kill you if you don't know where the fuck you're going and what you're doing. It was our own people rounding up yeah. other weaker tribes and selling them to those people. Yeah. Those people didn't go
0: much farther than a few fucking miles in from the shore. There's a book, okay? Because it was, that's where it was safe. There's a book called Into Africa that I read a couple of months back. Uh, Martin Dugard I think is his name and it's about Stanley and Livingston, right? And Livingston, the explorer guy, Right from England, got lost over there and was kept alive by the slave traders, like the Arabs and all that shit. He he ran around with one of these Arab caravans who were rounding up slaves. Most of the time, they were getting their slaves who were captured by other natives. And they would sell them or they would trade them. They were rounding their own fucking people up. So, if we're doing reparations the proper way, not only should we send a bill to England and a bill to uh, the Arabs, we should send a bill to each other. There's no way to get get through this if you're doing it authentically, and you're not. That's the whole fucking point here. This isn't about actual justice has nothing to do with justice. It's about like I said before the before the show today. it's like you're sitting on your on your couch in the middle of the afternoon and those lawyer things come on. Have you been oppressed? boom 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 you may be entitled to a cash award. That's all this is. is what well boils down that there is no rational logical way to do this properly because everybody uh, there are a lot of people to fucking blame here for this. I'll fight for you <laughs> exactly exactly Figerum. that's what this really what this boils down to. it's just fucking Is really
1: the election's gonna be I'll fight
2: for you Yo, oh, I can see okay I can see a clusterfuck starting when they go to the Sam Bernstein law firm and they get the blind Sam Bernstein kid and he's got he's like I'm here to represent my client and they're like Mr. Bernstein your clients are white are they? <laughs> <laughs> he said his name was Jamal Johnson I thought he, I thought he
0: Yes, yes, yes. And it is going to happen because there's going to be some cracker-ass motherfucker who had, like, one ancestor 300 years ago who was black. And he's going to find a trace of black in him. And he's going to want his check. Some chalk-white
1: motherfucker, some chalk-white Opie-looking motherfucker is going to get a reparations
0: check. Who was that guy that That? sang in former Snow? It'll be Snow. He's going to come out. (laughs) (laughs) That's where I got my musical talent from. You know, the...
2: That is a reality. I remember when I lived in upstate New York, there was a story about uh, when they approved gambling in Indian casinos, how all of these white businessmen had a racial awakening and found out they're like 118th something. Yeah. And came in and just fucking like steamrolled the people that those laws were passed to benefit, exploited the situation. And I'm just like, wow. Like, we put our mind to it. We could be some evil fucks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is Like, seriously, because I saw, I remember one news story, and they were trying to interview this guy. It was one of those, like, uh, gotcha journalism guys in New York. And he was like, you know, Mr. So-and-so, Mr. So-and-so. And, you know, he just keeps walking, and I'm looking at him, and I'm like, if that dude has more than a cunt hair of Native American in him, then I'm the, I'm, I'm the fucking queen of England. All right. I mean, like, this was the whitest of white dude. Blonde hair, blue eyed, but he had a racial awakening. Huh? Okay. All right.
0: Racial awakening. Yeah. <laughs> he sweats milk. I want to repeat the example I think I used with you guys last year, too. So if, if, if these folks are going to get reparations for shit that happened to them a couple of hundred years ago, what about the reparations for the guys who died fighting for their freedom? Where's their cash award? Boom, boom, boom. I think Bad. that they were ripped off as that well. That's injustice. They lost their lives. Their ancestors, their ancestors, or descendants, I'm sorry, their descendants suffered an injustice at the hands of the Civil War. They too should be rewarded, I think. Ah, that seems fair to me. You heard it here first, folks. Everyone gets a check. Everybody gets a check. Check for everybody. You get a check. You get a check. You get a check. (laughs) It's like the Elizabeth Warren thing. You know, when she went out and message tested her fucking Native American heritage until she made the mistake of getting the DNA test done. That's a perfect example of how this is going to fucking go. Everybody's going to feel like they're entitled to something. They're going to go looking for it. Remember what I said in the other podcast about can I believe this? Well, if there's a check involved, you sure as fuck can believe that you've got some slave heritage in you. And you're going to go looking for it. and You're going to find it. Is going to be a cluster. Fuck.
2: Well, also, there's going to be the inevitable, well, wait a minute. Not all slaves were black or from Africa. You know, are we going to include indentured servitude? And then you're going to have people going, well, I'm of Irish oh, descent.
3: Fuck yeah. And then, and, and,
2: and then you're going to have the, the usual people on the left go, yeah, but that don't count. Irish were never slaves. Wait. Then we're going to start parsing language.
1: I, well, you know, I got two examples that say what, what we're talking about will come to fruition. Medical marijuana cards and service dogs. How many people all of a sudden had an ailment that they could get approved for medical marijuana once it, once it became easy to get a medical marijuana card? Yeah. Look at how many fucking, anim- fucking airports, like a goddamn kennel sometimes. Because <laughs> when, when it becomes easy to get it, you know, uh, your
0: animal certified, this is my service parrot, this is my service cat. So if I'm understanding this correctly, this sounds like white privilege has spawned black entitlement. Am I missing something? The opposite. Black entitlement, white privilege. You're a privilege, therefore I'm entitled. Am I hearing this correctly? Yeah.
2: Yeah, but and I know that once again I'm being the asshole here. The whole privilege thing, women. So it's a privilege to be treated by the rights that we're already given. So if you're being denied your rights... It doesn't make me privileged that makes you oppressed this is instead of trying to drag me down and make sure that my rights are as violated as yours why don't we work to raising you up and make sure your rights are as respected as mine
0: cory booker was on tv maybe you guys know his history better than me but he was on television whining about how white privilege has uh, done something terrible to his community didn't he grow up in some hoity-toity little suburb do you know his background? Not really.
1: Yeah. I was I, the mayor of
2: Newark. Yeah. That place is a shithole.
0: If one of you two want to look that up real quick, I would love, I'd like to know what his specific community was when he was growing up and how the, he was hamstrung what, by white privilege. What, I was say what? Huh? I was making the joke. Oh, okay. I was say Watts. <laughs> yeah, I, somehow I don't think so. He was born in Washington,
2: D.C., raised in Harrington Park, New Jersey. I don't know anything about Harrington Park, New Jersey. Let me look it up. The population of Harrington Park, New Jersey, as of 2010, was 4,664. Uh-huh. Uh huh.
0: What's the median income there? What about his parents? Who are his parents? That's what, that's,
2: what, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm looking up here. That's Bergen
0: County, New Jersey. Bergen
1: County. That's a rich county.
2: Yeah.
0: I want to know about Corey's community.
1: This part? Yeah. No, this is the North Fancy part. Yeah. And my wife always talks about that they sell drugs to the kids that live there.
2: Yeah, but see, guys, this is our problem. We're looking at it through our white privilege glasses so hard uh-huh. that we can't see the real issue here. And the real issue is that every day he wakes up black in a country that's not. And so that's where our white privilege comes in. He here, makes more
0: money than me. Let, let me. Hmm. He was so oppressed as a young man of color that he managed to get into Oxford. He went to Oxford. That's in the UK. That's sort of this, that's like Chris Hitchens' school, I think, right? Didn't he go to Oxford? I believe so. You mean like Oxford Community College? <laughs> no. <laughs> but well played. Has uh, never been married. No, he's dating Rosario Dawson. Yeah, yeah, he is dating Rosario Dawson. I know that much.
2: He went to Stanford, Oxford, and Yale.
1: Wow. Oppressed black youth, huh? Stanford, Yale, and Oxford. You want to add up his how tuition, is that, yeah,
0: yeah, how is that black people can't get into college?
1: He got into like three of the best.
0: His Wikipedia page is absent of his parents. Usually they talk about parents and shit on these things, don't they? Like what their parents did and all that? Shit, yeah, half the time you can get the maiden, the mother's maiden yeah. name right in the first fucking paragraph.
2: Oh, is there a white skeleton in this car? Does he lose his
0: That's what I'm saying. Does he lose his reparations if he has cracker in him? Hmm. Yeah, it doesn't say early life and education. Oh, here we go. Carolyn Roe, Booker, among the first black executives at IBM. That's what I heard earlier. His parents were among the first black executives at IBM. And he went to Oxford, he went to Yale, he went to Stanford and this fucker's complaining about how his community Fuck you.
2: See, one percent. this is where I do
0: agree to an extent, okay?
2: It doesn't matter what college he went to. It doesn't matter who his parents were. It doesn't matter any of that shit. He gets caught. He gets seen driving in the wrong neighborhood by the wrong cop. He's going to get fucked with. 100% absolutely. I do not. Who's I, arguing? I don't know how with anyone. Who's arguing? Exa- with okay. What? However,. Does that mean that this is, this is what gets me. This is what gets me about people that bring up, you know, the white privilege thing. It's like, okay, so what is the solution? Do you want everyone to get fucked with by cops? Because my solution is, first of all, leave me the fuck alone if I'm not committing a crime and stop trying to fucking collect money for your fucking town, county, or state off of victimless crimes. That's, I guess that's my libertarian streak to me. Fuck off. No victim, no crime. Leave me alone. I'm not wearing my seatbelt. That only affects me. Fuck you. You don't get 180 for that all right so i mean shouldn't that be the fight leave me leave us the fuck alone
1: and if you want to bring up privilege the one thing that he's got going for him more than the average man more than the average black man is when that cop sees who he is he goes home oh sorry mr booker have a nice day well that's the other that's thing. privilege
2: <laughs> that's elected privilege right elite privilege once once he you know boom Hey, I'm the mayor. I was the mayor or, you know, I'm the senator or I'm the congressperson. Oh, yeah. Once that comes out, yeah, I, I'm going to say the vast majority of the time the bullshit stops. All right. I'm not saying it stops all the time because you do have asshole cops, period. End of story. We've all dealt with at least one of them.
1: He, and I mean, he was the mayor in Newark and he got pulled over. He got a ticket ever. Oh, sorry, Mr. Mayor. Have a good one. <laughs>
0: She's 18, right? Who? Yes, Mr. Mayor. Oh, oh okay. I, <laughs>
2: Sorry, I, I, I thought I missed something. I'm like, did he cut out? Did he name out? Yeah, right? Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> like he got caught with an 18-year-old piece of ass? All right. I can tell you right now that... Uh, kind of like the guy now. <laughs> <laughs> I did a pretty good rant on this a couple weeks ago. Uh, but that, this is the one thing that if I end up voting for Trump and I may, uh, this is going to be the thing that does it. This whole white privilege shit. Reparations. Trying to carve us up and partition us up into these little groups of victims and oppressors. And really, going back to what we, I think we were talking about before, you know, about the future and, and, and the way things are going and this dystopian vision that I guess we all have for the future but it continues on the way it is. Eventually, you're going to either be forced to ride the tide without an oar or you're going to have to pick and choose, right? You're going to have to pick one or the other at some point. It's going to be one of those two things, right? Either you climb up on the hill and hope the wave doesn't hit you, or you go down and you, you, you try to do the best you can. Pick one or the other. If I decide that I'm going to stay involved or get involved, or fight for one of these sides, what choice do I really have? What sensible choice is there for anybody who's not ashamed to have a penis and who's white? Well, the question
2: isn't who are you willing to side with? The question is, who's willing to let you side with
0: them? Or who are you willing to fight against, I guess. That's what, that's really what it boils down to. yeah. Yeah, it's not fighting for anybody. It's fighting against someone. Who's a bigger enemy to me personally?
2: Well, I mean, and that's part of the problem is, we've talked about it so much, but it's, it's just, it's, it's the reality of the situation right now. The far left loves to cannibalize itself. It is an Ouroboros. It is a snake eating its own tail because, oh, no, no, you're not woke enough. You're not the right kind of progressive. I mean, if I sat down and I laid out my beliefs on various subjects, I think the vast majority of people I talked to would go, oh, oh, you're definitely liberal. But if I go talk to that, to that, one, that one special group of people no, no, you're just a libertarian. That's all they are. Nazis that like to fucking smoke weed. That's all they are. That's all you are. You're not liberal at all. You're running people off who would be allies. Making at enemies point, out of allies, yeah. At what point do these people realize this and stop it? Never. And exactly, that's the scary part. You know, and I, I, I know that, that we go back to this as old men quite a bit, but I got to wonder how much of this bullshit comes out of no one's ever wrong, everybody's opinion's valid. The shit that we have been raising children with since, what, the late 80s, early 90s, this is the end game. This is the end result of that. To where we have made a world where people who are painfully self-unaware can flourish. And anyone who's a critical thinker is handicapped out the gate.
1: Rich, I think a lot of it comes from that because I've said it before and I'll say it again on this podcast. I feel like a 65-year-old, 40-year-old. I feel like I have aged like 20 years in the last ten.
2: Remember last time we were on, I said, you know, told my brother, hey, you're 28, enjoy the next 12 years because at 40, you'll be irrelevant and obsolete. And Chris, you said, well, it might actually be 30. We might actually be getting back to, you know, anybody, don't trust anyone over 30. He said that. I didn't even ah. get a chance. And he's like, oh, it might be 30. And I'm like, wow. So you see the writing on the wall and yet you still go over and water the plants of your own self-destruction. You're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> How, what else? What else would you call that? I mean, if you're suicidal, I'll call you suicidal. But he's not suicidal. He's terrified of death. Drunk. So what else? Do you, what
0: else do you call that? Drunk. That's what I call it. That's how I've started to look at it a little bit. You're drunk on your religion. Fanaticism. Just an acute sense of self-righteousness and not even thinking about how it's going to affect you or how it's going to come back. to but I, I've talked about this before, too. He, it's not just him. It's not just age. These uh, woke flakes who are jumping all aboard this sort of racial division train, what kind of l- mental gymnastics do they have to be doing to think that in 10 years, if they get what they want, if they win the victory they seek, that they're going to be loved and adored by the minorities that hate them. They're playing you for useful idiots.
2: <laughs> it, uh, it reminds me of doug stanhope bit about it's a little different but he he said you know at least black people knew they were slaves you yeah. happily put the chains on to mm-hmm. go to work to buy shit you don't need to impress people who will never give a fuck about you you welcome your slavehood you you aspire to be uh, in the house instead of the field and that's that's exact ceiling of your aspirations
0: it's a slavery of your own self-righteousness you know everything that they say about white privilege. There are a lot of legitimate arguments in there. There are a lot of Absolutely. in a lot of ways that blacks are disadvantaged from whites. I understand that. I I completely understand where they're coming from up until a certain point. When it crosses the line of like you always say, and it's, it's very well put, that if you want to drag me down to that level instead of raising these folks up, then we've got a problem. And up until that point, I'm with you. You start moving past that, then now you can go fuck yourself. Yeah, I get that. I do understand that. But when it moves beyond that point, I'm done. I'm not going to make a slave out of myself to make up for the slavery of somebody else, or I'm not going to oppress myself to make up for your oppression. It just isn't going to fucking happen. And what I don't understand is I think, I think I have a bigger problem with these male feminists that want to do the same goddamn thing and just grovel and grovel before this feminist wave, this feminine horde, feminine horde, or feminist ah. horde. I can't stand that shit. Do you? Th- you know how I feel. Yeah. This is a subject that I, it's not that I'm
2: afraid to speak on. I am uh, leery of being put on some sort of watch list if I speak on. Yeah, right. a little too much. Because no, seriously, I, I, I can't stand that shit. I have a friend who has a family member who's going through a divorce. Long story short, she started expressing some concern about a custody trial coming up. And all these divorced single mothers came out of the woodwork and started commenting and said, Girl, you have nothing to worry about. Michigan's a mother state. Unless you are, he literally ah. has pictures of you smoking crack. You're going to get custody, and you're probably going to get sole custody and maximum child support. That's not even a question. And I'm like, that's privilege. That's privilege. Yeah. Boy, can I tell this person some stories? I'd
1: <laughs> yeah, be getting off track.
0: <laughs> and he backs away quickly.
1: <laughs> no, my no, just no. My my sister's currently getting railroaded by the family court system. in Michigan. For everyone who says Michigan's a mother state, I, I got a few stories
2: for you. That so much, But anyway, well, I mean, look, I, I don't know about now because I haven't been in family court since 1993, but it is burned in my brain. And it, w- the situation was my mother, after years of fighting, my father finally agreed to give sole custody of me to my father. And he was in Florida. He was a truck driver. So he was on the road. So he had to hire a lawyer to show up on his behalf. And I went in with the social worker from the state that was assigned to me. And my mother came in, no lawyer, no nothing. And this pay lawyer that my dad had to pay for sat down and they started the proceedings and the judge clarified. So we're, you're uncontested, giving sole custody to the father. Uh, is that, is that correct, ma'am? And she said, yep. And I'm not paying a dime of child support. And the judge went, Okay, and I sat there, sixteen years old, with my jaw hanging open, because even at sixteen, I knew if my dad had done that, that judge would have laughed his ass off and thrown him in fucking in jail for contempt of court. And I'm just sitting there going,
0: how is this? How is this even remotely justice? I don't understand how little self respect and dignity you have to have. To put yourself in the position where you are just self-flagellating all the time and apologizing for this unfairness or perceived unfairness or the implication of unfairness. I've heard people. Moonbeam is one of the. Is always going to stick out of my head. The day she told me that she wanted her reparations too for back pay, and there are guys out there. These 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 cocked Uncle Toms out there. Okay, you're right. We're bad. We're dirty. How little dignity and self-respect do you have to have to grovel in front of people that way? It's the only thing I can think of. It's like the stereotype, the Uncle Tom stereotype back during slavery. You want to be a house Negro? You want to be a, yeah, I'll be real good from now on. Give me a better one. And how is this going to work? How is this going to work later on when you have your matriarchal society of, of justice? Where do you think you're going to be? I, I don't have kids. I would be really concerned if I had a kid, and this applies to the, the the white privilege shit too. But if I had a son, how would I? Why would I want to inject him into that world? I don't understand this. I cannot fucking comprehend how people think this way.
1: No, just do what we do now. Tell him he's
0: always got a target on his back. Don't breed. I, that's the only uh, thing I, I can think I, of. I'm not kidding. I, I just.
2: Well, we now have two and a half generations, possibly three, predominantly raised by single mothers. And we're shocked.
0: I was raised by a single mother.
2: Every exception has a rule. I mean, every rule has an exception. I'm not saying all of them. Because believe me, here's the irony. My grandmother and my great-grandmother were tip of the spear for their generation doing shit for their wave of feminism. Yet, I'm going to tell you what, they were the first ones to be like, oh, this shit is ridiculous nowadays. I didn't go through the shit I went through so women could walk around and be as big of fucking assholes as the worst men I ever dealt with in my life. My grandmother actually said it. She said, these women seem to think that being a feminist and a strong woman means taking on the worst traits of the worst example of a man you can find. A really good and way. she goes, you're not a feminist. You're just a horrible person.
0: It's a good way to put it. Yeah. You're a bully.
2: Believe me. I've seen a lot of single mothers who, you go, girl, you take your husband for all he can. You don't let him see his kid. You don't, my husband, my ex-husband don't see his kid. Blah, 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 blah. I'll throw his ass in jail if he don't pay me now child support. Blah, 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 blah. But the minute their son has a kid and they, their son starts getting treated like that, oh boy, does the, does the song change. But it's too late. It's too late now. See, the, the horses haven't, haven't just run off. They're on the other side of the country. Okay, we're never putting that fucking toothpaste back in that tube. really the only way to get rid of it is to remove the government from your relationships, which if there was no payout in divorce, I guarantee you a lot less women would be in a hurry to get married. I guarantee it because I'm going to tell you what, I know a lot of women who are a lot more successful than the men they're with and they won't get married. Now, why is that?
0: Just occurred to me that I, I, uh, I said that I was raised by a single mother and I didn't turn out like that. It just dawned on me that I was raised in a house of three women who hated men. Or just, well, I don't know if they hated them. But were out to exploit them for as much as they could. Right? Wasn't a lot of, re- just in general, just general respect toward men. With any of them. And I think I, instead of being whipped, bitch whipped, if you will. And you just did, because you're listening to my podcast. Instead of being bitch whipped, I think I realized what that was. And like, now. Uh, uh-uh. I guess I was lucky. I don't know.
2: Well, see, that's 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 really close to how my family was. In the span of three years, I lost my uncle, my grandfather, and my grandfather by marriage, and I was left with my great grandmother, my grandmother, my mother, and yeah, there's a lot of there was a lot of animosity towards men, and it really didn't start to become a problem until I started acting not like a toddler, but like a boy, boy will, you know, want to play sports, want a rough house, want to do this, want to do that. Right. Then that became a problem. And, you know, I. it was a problem, like I said, until I ran into my situation with the family courts. And, oh, boy, those tunes changed real quick. I speak from experience on that one. Yeah. And I could t- But I, I, I'll tell you this. Nothing was done. There was just a lot of bitching and complaining and gnashing of teeth on their part. But they didn't lift a finger to do anything.
0: I think this explains something that we've seen, you and I at least have seen, and I, I, I won't speak for you, Chris, but I think you can, you can get this, is that we've seen the horseshit that the patriarchal society, the matriarchal society, sorry, I almost misspoke there, that the matriarchy being some utopia, we understand why that's horseshit. As we, we have seen, I think, the evidence firsthand, at least in our lives, that people are people, whether they have a vagina, whether they have a penis, they're black, they're white, or whatever, There are people are at their core. When they're in a group and they're self-identified in a group, as a group, and there's a power struggle, they are assholes. They don't like anything different from them, whether you're black, whether you're white, man, woman, whatever, there's an element there when you're you're grouped off and you put a fence around that fucking herd and you're encouraged to fight each other or fight over a piece of meat, perhaps, that, yeah, you don't like the outgroup if there's some element of competition there or if it's a power struggle.
2: Oh, absolutely. And I don't know about your family, but my family, and this is pretty common from what I've seen from families down south, especially if divorce came into play, like with my grandparents' generation. Once the you know, grandparents got divorced, the family rallied around the mom and the mom became the head of the family or the grandmother became the head of the family. And usually the father was ostracized, mm-hmm. you know, the kids would go see him, but you know, they'd go, they'd go spend Christmas with him on the 27th. But you know, Christmas Eve and Christmas day was for mom, Right. you know, mother's day, you had to be at, my, at mom's house, but father's day, you just maybe call them, you know, that type of shit. <clears throat> and I saw with my own eyes, the same shit that was attributed to, oh, how horrible this family was when your grandfather was the patriarch of the family, it was going on when The women were in charge, but because it was coming from them, it was okay. It was all right. And it's like, no, you're still treating other family members like shit. You're still playing bullshit games, okay? You're still the same narcissistic, self-centered piece of garbage that you claim my grandfather was. Nothing's changed except for you sit down to piss. That's it. When you see it and you don't want to be a part of it, I can tell you from experience, you become the black sheep. That's why I have family members who live in Michigan who don't talk to me
0: because I won't play that game. Well, I've experienced I, that in I my refuse life too. To. Yeah, I've experienced that in, that in mine too. And it's not that I that I hate them or don't love them. It's just I'm not going to play the game.
2: Yeah. I just can't bring myself to do it. And it's like, there's you know, we have a saying in my family, on my dad's side. One time you see all the family is when someone important dies. So when my dad died, all the family got together. When my cousin got married, all the family got together. Or, excuse me, someone important dies, or someone important gets married. Okay, to put this in perspective, when I got married, my mother, my grandmother, my uncle, my brother were the only blood at my wedding. That's it. My stepmother was there, so I guess if you want to extend to you know someone who raised me since or helped raise me since I was five, that's it. That's that's all that was at my wedding. I had a cousin who got married who came from one of the more important people in my family, and she got married in Hawaii and everybody was flown out. But I, you know, I wasn't important, so I wasn't invited. I didn't even know she'd gotten married. You see this shit and you go, This is people can go, Oh, that's all family politics. Yeah, it's all family politics, but it's also who's in charge? The women in the family are in charge. They make the final decisions
0: and they rule with the same Iron fist in tyrannical It's just as bad. It's just as yes. bad. Yeah. I, and I, I tell you, I go back to this. I talked about that dude that I took the trip with down to uh, Central America a few years back. And that, that guy, you know, that fucking, I don't know. He mask. apologized for being a man? Yeah. he apo- Not just for that. He apologized for the entire gender. Uh, I cannot <laughs> tell. I liked the guy before that, and I felt. I'm you should have
1: beat his ass.
0: I told him that night in the tent I wanted to. I felt every ounce of respect and affection that i had had. I liked the guy before that. And I was still a liberal at the time, by the way. You have to keep this in mind. We were friends because easily. I can, I'll send you guys a link to his page, his Facebook page tonight. I'm not going to dox him, but I'll send it to you guys. And you need to go read what he's writing on his page. But we got along in that regard because he was outspoken and I was still in the resistance camp and I was railing against conservatives and the Tea Party at the time. That's what we bonded on, right? And so we go take this trip. But that has always been one thing about the liberals. I talked about the thing with the, uh, the, the break-in in Chicago. This is the other one that has always stuck in my craw, like, wait a minute. No, no, this is horseshit. I'll just keep quiet about it. Maybe it'll go away. As soon as he did that, it was like every ounce of affection, let alone fucking respect, went the fuck away. I just started this fucking trip with you. I've got to travel with you. Fine. Fuck you. Worm in this bottle, says I should
1: be your ass.
0: I went and I pounded a whole shitload of cheap rum. The rest of that night, and we were sleeping in a tent behind the hostel, two man tent. We were trying to save money. (laughs) And I was so drunk, I'm stumbling around, and I was unzip that fucking tent, and I jump in there, woke him up. He's like, "Oh, you all right?" I'm like, "Yeah, you know what, dude? I want to beat your fucking ass right now. (laughs) I just really want to punch you in the fucking face." And he's like, "Uh." Quietly got up, slunk out of the tent, and went and found an empty bed in the hostel to sleep in. That was it. We got along. We hung out for another couple of weeks. Didn't have any other blow-ups. Didn't talk. (laughs) Feminism, obviously. Uh, But yeah, that was it after that. I cannot, for the life of me, bring myself to respect someone who lacks basic, fundamental dignity. How can you preach about black dignity and living a life of dignity as a man of color when you have none your fucking self? You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. That is the most undignified thing I have ever heard. I apologize for being part of this gender. I apologize for the entire... Fuck you. Who the fuck are you to presume to apologize for anyone? Bitch. You are a little bitch. You know how Bill Maher likes to say, Trump's a whiny little bitch? It's an emasculated Mm -hmm. little bitch right there. Fuck you. Don't breed. I just... I can't, I can't do it. And that's going to be the thing. I'm telling you. That is going to be the thing. When it comes time to vote next year, I'm going to vote my own fucking interest. If I have to choose between the Kraken and the Dragon, I'm going to vote the one that has my interest in mind. And I'm telling you this right now, bitches. I'm not alone. I think that's how we got Trump in the first place. That's how we're going to get him again. I promise you, that's all. We're getting late, guys. Good show Enjoyed that Let's do it again sometime, boys
2: Well, now that we've alienated your 98.9% female fan
0: base Oh, wait a minute, hold on (laughs) 98.9, you should see my numbers I don't think I really have that many female listeners What? Can you believe that? With this voice With this voice, this soothing voice how is it I don't have a huge listener base that are females? I know what I need to do.
1: <laughs> there we go.
0: See Escaping the Cave podcast brought to you by Massengill, Tampax, and men Away. Tired of being hounded by men on your way to the grocery store? Try men Away. Men will drop dead at your feet. Is that better? Have I repaired our relationship, ladies? Now you know what. Well, we huh? we also have to you also have to degender
2: a gender specific thing. So, my doll. <laughs> it's for sympathy cramps for male feminists when your girl's on her period. My doll. It's for stomach pain
0: too. <laughs> <laughs> yes we should do a writing session we should we should write some of these spots for my new sponsors i like it i was gonna say something profound
2: what was it what
0: was it What what was oh i was gonna say that i know that a lot of women i started that music bed way too soon that's why i had to jump out of this uh i know a lot of women aren't taken in by this either there are a lot of really sensible women out there that we're, we're kind of generalizing. I hope we're not giving the impression that we're general generalizing all women this way because there are a lot of women that look at this shit. My girlfriend's one of them. And she's like, these fucking bitches are crazy. So maybe there is an element of hope. Listen to the music. Soothing. Ah, you'll be able to sleep now. All right, now we can do this. <laughs> yeah, thanks for uh, joining up, guys. Let's do it again. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Do appreciate it. It's always fun. I needed to purge this week too. Say the website, Chris. Media.net. Also, escapingthecave.com. Do you have a website other than midgetporn.com, Rich? <laughs> uh, no. Oh, I need to get on that. <laughs> <laughs> I have,
2: I have a Twitter account that I haven't logged into in six months and I have a Facebook account that if I don't know you personally fuck off you're not getting a friendly. so <laughs> uh,
0: perfect digital antiseptic I like it scavencave.com's website you can also uh, hit me up on Twitter if you can find my account I'm not even going to say the name now I just want you to look for it see if you can find it Then if you do send me a message, I'll just... just, It it needs to go away. We're going to talk about this after the show, Chris. Stick around for a second, okay? All right. I'm not going to say it this time. I feel like we just cuddled, boys. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you next time.